Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees finally get their first taste of the Red Sox, and it's a bitter pill. Yankees take a really disappointing series loss, two games to one against the Red Sox, all low-scoring games, all winnable games. Uh, but nevertheless, this Yankee offense is anemic, and you just see the value of Aaron Judge. I mean, he truly is the MVP. Without him, this team is completely flat. So get into that stuff. But before we start, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So if it's your first-time listener or you've been listening a little bit, make sure you follow, subscribe, and get notified when new content comes up throughout the rest of the season. Interviews, wrap-up reports, little nuggets, little stories by me, little cool stuff only for you podcast subscribers. So, you know, just kind of bizarre. We're this far into the season, and the Yankees still haven't played the Red Sox, kind of waiting there. Now the Red Sox, you know, haven't gotten off to a great start of the season. Um, you know, there was a point where actually, you know, they were doing better than the Yankees in April. They looked toward late April there when the Yankees kind of faltered a little bit. But nevertheless, the Yankees kind of finally got over that hump there. But, you know, Red Sox guys got some recently bad news with the orphan injured Chris Sale. Seems like he's going to be out now until August. So it's kind of a lost season for them. But nevertheless, you know, it's still Yankees, Red Sox, and it's always going to get attention. That's why there were two of the games were on national television Saturday night and Sunday night. But, you know, it's getting back how he started the with Judge. I mean, this is see how valuable he is to his team. I mean, last season when just so many times with Judge's numbers, I mean, you take the 62 home runs and it's what his on-base percentage and stuff like that. You take that out. Yankee lineup's really lost because you're really not getting anything else from the other guys. Uh, you're not really getting anything from, you know, Glebo Torres over any long period of time or DJ LeMayo, who he looks like, you know, even though he's saying it today, he's just not the same player. And he's like down to like, you know, two thirties now in the batting average. And, um, you know, Gia calls Stanton. I mean, he has the talent, he has the power. He should kind of be judging like still haven't seen really any home run power from him. You see the ability to sort of carry a team, which he could potentially do if he's clicking on cylinders. So this is team right now is completely flat without judge. Now, again, not going to go crazy, not going to panic. I mean, the good news is that, um, and as we saw in the series, the Yankees do have a good pitching staff, again, probably the best bullpen ERA in, in baseball right now. So they can still weather the storm a little bit of a judge, but you can't see him being gone for too long in any way this team's going to survive because, again, it's the offense without judge around, multiple round. It's just completely flat. Even Rizzo hasn't gotten a hit since judge went down. Uh, just to see how judge is just kind of the short that stirs a drink there and is just – you know, without him there to sort of, fill, you know, kind of trickle down to everyone else there and you kind of relying on someone like a Galeba Torres or you're relying on a Rizzo just alone, it's just not happening. So get to the games themselves. So, again, they were all low-scoring low games. I mean, they were all winnable games. And on the first one, the Yankees brought the, the ace Cole to the mound there. And, again, it's a game where, you know, Cole wasn't terrible. I mean, he was down ready by one nothing in the top of sixth inning there, which, again, that's a situation where it's probably figure, all right, even though he gave up a run, you should win the game. But made himself even worse against Rafael Devers, who just absolutely kills him all the time, hit a solo home run, uh, increased the Boston lead at that point two to nothing. Now, finally, the Yankees got on the board by one of those people who could step up would be nice, uh, Josh Donaldson. Finally getting Yankees ball with a home run of his own. And look, since Donaldson's been back, uh, hey, a lot more impressive than Stan right now with his – a uh, fourth home run uh, since returning uh, and, uh, you know, at least cut the lead in half there. But, of course, the always unreliable Albert Abreu, uh, again, I don't know why they keep the guy on the team. He just always gets, surrenders a home run, big home runs, uh, gives up a home run to increase the Boston lead to 3-1. to one. Now, the Yankees did have a shot in this game in the ninth inning with the other, another struggling Yankee Volpe on with two on. Against Kelsey Jansen, the Boston closer, hits a line drive to left field there, and it just misses the left field foul pole by inches. And, of course, his very next pitch pops up, and then Boston takes the opening game by a score of 3-2. to two. But that then brings us to the second game, uh, with at least one of the good news uh, Yankees lately. That's been Domingo Herman uh, throws another gem there. Six innings, just gives up one run on on five strikeouts. And it's a game with the long ball. I mean, a lot of kind of, you know, 
not too many big big innings in the series there, but this was this definitely this game too was definitely a back and forth with long ball. First with Gleyber Torres uh, getting the Yankees on the board one nothing, and then Rafael Devers. I don't know why they learned nothing. Just don't bother pitching this guy, especially if, you know if there's no one on. Maybe just pitch around and walk him. But nevertheless, takes the Yankees a deep again for the second consecutive night, ties the game at that point one uh, one. But then Willie Calhoun, kind of the newest folk hero for the Yankee with that kind of uppercut swing. Gives the Yankees a lead back with a home run on their own. The Yankees will tack on another run. And this game was all about Domingo Herman and the Yankees bullpen and Clay Holmes finally closing out. At least tying the series at this point, 3-1. to one. Now the third game, probably the most frustrating one, just because they lose it in the extra innings. And it's just another waste to start by Clark Schmidt, who's really been on a roll lately. This is a game that she should have a win in his column finally. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the Yankee offense hasn't been for him there the last couple starts. And again, the last couple starts has been very deserving of wins. It's just, you know, the Yankee offense, unfortunately, just hasn't been there for him. Now, the Yankees were behind early, one nothing, but the team got on the board in the second inning. It was kind of a bit of a, uh, a break for the Yankees with two runners on. Uh, Jose Trevino hit one up the middle there, just nicked the second base bag there. So, you know, Boston was ready in in position to make the play. It would have been an easy out. Hit the bag. The ball ended up going in the outfield. The Yankees scored two. So even the two runs the Yankees scored in this game, they were almost a bit of a gift. I mean, it was like a one in a million shot would hit off the bag like that. And so the Yankees were kind of gifted the two runs. So if it wasn't for that, could it possibly this Yankee team wouldn't have scored at all in this game. Uh, but the Yankee at that point. Took a, took a two to one lead, but really all the focus is going to be on Gleyber Torres for this one because he really blew it big this time, and it was more of a, it was a defensive thing. So Enrique Hernandez with a, I guess a seeing eye ground ball gets it past DJ there playing at third base. So normally it would just be a, a single. Billy McKinney out there throwing the ball in. Gleyber Torres, I don't know why he was kind of stuck on second base and like he just didn't bother like reaching over to grab the ball again. Again, it wasn't a perfect throw to second base, but it wasn't like anything like you know you could you you can like walk a foot or two off second base and catch the ball. Instead, he kind of nonchalantly puts his hand out there, very lazy on his part. The ball ends up rolling to first base, allows Hernandez to go to second base, and then later he would end up scoring um, on a ground out there. So that's all on Gleyber Torres there, and it tied the game at that point 2-2. Whereas if that play didn't happen, again, that's in the eighth inning, good chance the Yankees close it out. Again, the Yankee bullpen was good for the most part in this game, but unfortunately in that it was the um, – Bonehead play by Glaber there, allowing Enrique Hernandez to get into scoring position, and he would eventually come around to score there. And the Yankees would take this one into extra innings, and in the top of the 10th, Boston would get the go-ahead run in um, off of uh, Rob Marinaccio. And again, it was Enrique Hernandez again uh, with the RBI there, giving Boston a 3-2 lead. Now, the Yankees did have an opportunity in the bottom of the 10th. Now, DJ LeMay was the ghost runner there, and Billy McKinney, who made a fabulous catch um, to end the top of the 10th there, uh, robbing a possible home run or at least a double off the top of the wall. Got some good wood on the ball with, with two strikes, was able to hit it to right field, was enough to get it out for a double, but at least further enough to allow DJ to get in the sc- scoring position there um, at third base, so 90 feet away. So at that point, all you need is maybe, you know, another sacrifice fly or maybe a little blunk of bloop that kind of, you know, bounces around the infield there, maybe gets mishandled and DJ could score a tie the game. But you had really, I don't blame the Volpe one, but Trevino with a terrible, terrible at bat. Now, against big righty there, Chris Martin, swings of pitches that are just way inside. Like, why are you swinging at these? They weren't really, really close to the strike zone. I mean, he's a catcher of all people. you think he would know the strike zone. Got himself in a really bad count and would end up on whiffing on a 97-mile-per-hour fastball on the outside corner there. So, I mean, that, that was the at-bat with one out, which Trevino needed to come through, and he didn't. And get in the, in the game early, got lucky with that little comeback or up the middle there, hit the bag, fine, great. But this was a terrible at-bat for him. I know you're up against a tough, a tough pitcher there, but swing a good pitch. 
pitch. In fact, one of them was like a splitter that if he just stood there and didn't move his body, it would have hit him and he would have got on first base. And, you know, the next man up maybe could have done something there. So just a terrible at bat for Trevino. And at that point, with Volpe up and just, you know, as he's been slumping lately, kind of knew the game was over. And Volpe uh, would end up striking out himself again. Not as bad as a bat as Trevino, but Trevino would have really bad at bat. And if you want to go early in this game, in that inning where, uh, Yankees scored the two runs. Glaber Torres was up with an opportunity to do a little bit more damage, attack on to that two to one lead. And he ended up taking a cold strike three by the opposing pitcher Bayo there. So again, there's a bad all around for game for Glaber, bad all around uh, for this Yankee team. Bonehead plays by Glaber, bonehead plays by Trevino with that at bat. Um, and Rizzo's in a terrible slump and really just no one else is hitting right now. So not a good place where you want to be with the Yankees as now they shuffle off from here and go over to uh, City Field to play the Mets. And, you know, they'll get a day off to lick the wounds there. But, of course, waiting for them in the wings is going to be Matt Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Now, I know they've been struggling lately and fans are upset with them and stuff like that. I mean, Verlander got bombed in his last game. But, of course, you know the Yankees' luck. Was, once the Yankees get in there, so now they're going to turn to the vintage Scherzer and the vintage Verlander there. You just know that's going to happen. So we'll see how the Yankees. Now, the matchup's a pretty good opening game. You'll have Scherzer versus Severino and then Cole versus Verlander. So you can almost arguably say... You know, the Yankees may be two, well, maybe when I'm talking in terms of flamethrowers, the Yankees' two best flamethrowers versus the Mets' two best flamethrowers. So that probably aspect you like about it. But obviously, you don't want to be facing Scherzer, who, again, if he has a good game there and, and you know, he's on, he's going to be tough on any, even if an offense is good and even if you have a judge. So, but now this Yankee version of the offense, which is not too good right now. So, and the Mets have been slumping. They lost out of the eight of last nine. They're kind of due to turn it around a little bit. And, of course, you just have the feeling it's going to be against the Yankees. So not a good onset there for the Yankees. And as for Judge, um, no real timetable yet when he's going to come back. I mean, they say they've seen some improvements on him, but the swelling's not down enough yet in that toe to really give him another examination kind of timetable. So he's kind of on a way to see. Rendon continues to throw. That's great. But, you know, this Yankee offense right now needs Judge, needs the MVP back. Uh, and so, again, they're going to take that max time just to make sure that toe is fully healed. That's what they're going to do. Again, not the end of the world. Now the Yankees kind of slipped back to nine and a half games behind Tampa. Again, Tampa had a couple of good games against the Rangers at home there. So Yankees are going to continue to climb there. And uh, again, they're just going to have to get their act together. And again, other people going to have to contribute. And they can't be making bonehead plays like Leibo Torres did because it's, you know, it's just inexcusable. And it's just real shame because, you know, the pitching, the starters, and the bullpen overall, they're not the problem right now. It's this offense. And, you know, it's someone like, it's really Stanton has to be the guy. I mean, He's good. He's quality. He's not judge, but he's one level very shortly below that where he has ability to carry the team. So he has to turn it on. And, you know, Glabar has some making up to do there when the Yankees get to uh, City Field. So bad weekend series loss for the Yankees, and we'll catch you the next time. Hopefully it proves against the Mets. 